Hi, I'm Hunter Day, and I want to share with you an experience that I had with my scar and how I got it. This scar is different from the others that I've got in my life, and it almost scarred me for life. So stay tuned and hope you enjoy the podcast. The story begins in a small town called Kanash. Yes, it's in Utah, and yes, that's a strange name for a town. I believe it was named after a Native American chief, or at least that's what the story my grandma likes to tell me over and over. See, my grandma and grandpa have a house there. It's the it's the one my grandpa grew up in and where we store our four-wheelers and razors. There's nothing else to do in Kenosha except ride ride bikes, go to the park, and the, or the local store. Yeah, it's that small and boring. My family goes there three or four times a year. It's a little country town with a penny store, candy store we like to go to called Kanash Mark. We just call it the Mark, but my little cousins refer to it as the candy store. I swear we go there so much that by the end of our vacation, they know us by name. They carry things other stores in big cities don't and for an amazing price. Every summer weekend, the Merc will play a movie on the side of the building for the entire town to watch. They sell hot dogs and drinks, and it's pretty fun to be outside during the movie. This time, it was only my family that went, which included my dad, mom, me, and my younger brother and sister. Each of us kids have our own four-wheelers that we ride. Mine is a black Honda 250X, and my brother has a similar bike, only red. My sister rides a Polaris 110, and my mom and dad ride in the Razor. It takes about two hours to get to Kanash without pulling a trailer and about three hours with pulling a trailer. We always take our trailers, our trailer because it's a lot more comfy to sleep in than there instead of my grandma's house. The house is old and the floors are creaky, so sleeping in the basement, you hear everything. Plus, there is an airway convention downstairs that is out of control. I don't want to wake up with one of those crawling across my face. We didn't get there until late that night around midnight. We set up our trailer so we could go right to sleep. So we woke up the next morning, ate breakfast, and went on a small ride on our four-wheelers to the gravel pit. There are a lot of small hills and a couple big hills covered in rocks. We always go there first because the little kids want to ride their four-wheelers up some of the smaller hills. We were only there for 30 minutes and decided to go back to camp where we played volleyball for a little bit, which was a lot of fun. Next, we ate lunch in our trailer. We have a tradition where we always eat tuna fish sandwiches down there, and I love that. After lunch, we went on a longer ride up to the sand dunes, which takes about an hour round trip. These sand dunes aren't the biggest, but we love racing our bikes up them. I think my dad is the current champion of those races. We arrived at 2 p.m., and we started riding up the bigger hills. My parents always take the Razor because it can carry four people, and my sister likes riding with them. We all have some fun riding, and then when we and then we let the engines cool down for a little bit. We played in the sand and made sand castles, and me and my brother went exploring. After everyone was done, we went back to camp and ate dinner. Another tradition we have in Kanash is to play night games, and even the adults play. I'm sure the neighbors don't enjoy us staying up late laughing and screaming, but we have a great time. Sometimes my family goes on a night ride in the four-seater razor. It's always really cold, but it's worth it. On one night ride, we were cruising on this trail and we saw these eyes up ahead. My mom started freaking out, yelling, what is that? 
We were thinking about what animal could be that close to the trail. My dad thought it was a bear or a mountain lion, so we gunned it to try to get by the animal without it hurting us. Once we drove past it, we all busted up laughing because it was nothing dangerous like we all thought. Just an innocent cow. Time to get back to the trailer because we had freaked ourselves out. When we got back to camp, we didn't do anything exciting and just went to sleep. When I woke up the next morning, there was, there was no one in the trailer but me. I was the last one to wake up. So I got up out of my bed, got dressed, and walked out of the trailer. It was a beautiful morning. There were no clouds in the sky, birds chirping. Great day to go for another four-wheeler ride. Our first ride that we went on was high up in the mountains. The, we went around the mountains and through the fo forest. The path kept getting steeper and steeper. I was pretty far behind everyone to keep the dust out of my eyes. I was doing fine until there was a big rock that I didn't see. My left front tire hit the edge of the rock and I swerved toward a cliff. I thought for sure I was going over. When I hit the rock, I fell off my bike and flew up and over the handlebars. The exhaust burned the back of my leg and my left knee hit a, gigant a gigantic sharp rock. My bike went hurling toward the cliff but stopped short of going over and I was on the ground sobbing in pain. My knee and the back of my leg were bleeding, burned and so painful that I thought it was broken. I got up anyway and tried to get my bike off the side of the cliff. I didn't want to get lost on the trail and my family was still driving on the trail because they didn't know I crashed. It took me 10 minutes to get my bike upright and on the trail again. When I got my bike out, I heard another bike coming towards me. So I looked up and it was my dad on my brother's bike. I guess they had stopped at a break in the trailer to make sure me and my brother took the right one, not knowing I had crashed. They sat they sat up there listening for me and when I when we when I didn't show up, they panicked. There was no one, no phone signal to call me, so my dad tore off back down the mound, hoping nothing horrible happened. We stopped, He stopped and asked me what happened. The look on his face was one I will never forget. Worried, scared, relieved, all in one. I told him that I fell off my bike and scraped my knee and the back of my leg. My injury was worse than I thought, and my dad said we had to hurry and get back to camp. I left my bike where I was and hopped on the back of my dad. He took me to where they stopped up the mountain about a mile. I was in too much pain to drive my bike back, so I got in the razor and my dad drove my bike back. When we got back, I went into the house to wash off all the dirt and rocks in my leg and knee. It hurt so bad, but it had to be done. The next day, we started washing the bikes and packing up our stuff to go home. I was no help because my leg and knee were hurting. It was so weird because every time the sun would hit the back of my leg, it would hurt and burn. When we got home, we unpacked everything and put everything away. My dad put some burn cream on the back of my leg and my knee and wrapped it to keep it secure. It hurt no matter what, so I went downstairs to take a nap to see if the pain would go away. I had to scrub it every single day to get anything else that was in it out. I thought it would never heal. We ended up going to Instacare to make sure there wouldn't be any infection. About two months after the incident, we finally started to see some improvement. It kept looking better and better, and now you can hardly see the scar on the back of my leg, but you still can on my knee. 
Ever since then, I have been nervous to get back on my bike. I figured I was scarred for life and didn't want to end up in another accident. But you've got to look fear in the eyes and find the courage to try again. The next time we went to Kanash, I jumped on my bike and drove that trail like it never happened.